Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Faithful Following Podcast. This is Josh Omer with the podcast team. This week's episode is the first part in a four-part series from a recorded radio broadcast from 2019, where Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, answers live listeners' questions on the air, such as, how can a father help build diligence in their son? And how can a father help bring an autistic child towards salvation? We hope you enjoy Vital Issues, part one. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Vital Issues in the Christian Home. It's a live call-in broadcast, an opportunity for you to receive counsel about something that's vital to your household. Vital Issues in the Christian Home, hosted today by Bruce Munsterman. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Dan, and good morning to you. Thanks for being a part of today's broadcast. We appreciate uh, your kindness and tuning in to KHCB and wherever you're listening, wherever you are listening right now. Uh, we do want to encourage you to uh, stay tuned for a, a real encouraging program on fathering. Now, our special guest uh, this uh, day is Rick Wirtz. Rick is with Faithful Fathering of Texas, but uh, this is a, a ministry that goes uh, all across uh, really the world and has an opportunity opportunity to give some ideas and how uh, especially men can be great uh, fathers uh, in, in their children's lives. In fact, uh, faithfulfathering.org is his website, faithfulfathering.org, and he has wonderful helps and ideas. And we'll be talking about that, and maybe you have a question that you'd like some more information about how to be a faithful father or uh, get some ideas on how to start such a ministry uh, within your church. That's a lot of what uh, Rick does. He has an opportunity to walk alongside churches and develop men's groups and uh, some fun activities to engage uh, men with their children. And uh, we'll get into some of the specifics uh, later on. If you have a question for today's broadcast, we're here for an hour, which goes really quickly. Uh, give us a call at 888-777-5422. It's 888-777-KHCB-5422. Uh, Dan Wales, our producer, who introduced the program, will take your question, write it down, and then forward it to Rick uh, throughout the broadcast. So our phone lines are open right now. You can also call uh, via cell phone or if you're in the greater Houston area, 713-520-5200. First numbers we gave are, are actually our toll-free numbers. So wherever you're listening uh, across the state of Texas or Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, or Florida, that's a toll-free number or call via cell phone, 713 520 5200. We'll try to get to your call right away. Well, Happy New Year. I know we're probably less and less saying that because we're already 10 days into the new year, but uh, great to see you, Rick. Thanks for being a part of today's broadcast. Blessing to be here as always, Bruce, and Happy New Year back at you. Yeah, well, we're, thanks. we're 10 yeah. days into the deal, so have you already given up on all your resolutions? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm one of those cheaters that doesn't make resolutions, therefore I don't have to give them up or feel defeated because I've already um, been unable to achieve any of that which I might have uh, resolved to do for 2019. But you have some ideas of whether it's a resolution or just a goal or just something to think about. Uh, you have some ideas that you'd like to Yeah, I think I'm going to resolve not to eat as much next Christmas, so I don't have a resolve to, <laughs> to get it off in January uh, to cut back. Yeah. No, I challenge dads as they, uh, you know, now the year's uh, settling in and what have you. I just uh, ask and encourage and challenge dads to step into a resolution that uh, will cure all our societal woes at the end of the day. If dads are engaged in raising a godly generation, then we have a shot to uh, get things in, uh, in back into the right perspective and to raise a godly generation. 
Uh, so I really have a, a three-step challenge to dads to resolve, uh, resolve to be or to grow as a faithful father. And uh, as you know, a faithful father prioritizes physical presence, is engaged emotionally, and leads spiritually by example. So okay, you go through those so fast because I know that you— uh... But let's go through it a little bit slower. Prioritize your physical presence. And that's uh, that's where I'll start with. That's, uh, you know, if you resolve to prioritize your physical presence, then, you know, you just call on John. Uh, John chapter, Gospel of John chapter 1 says, uh, uh, just as uh, that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, he was with God in the beginning. And then, the, of course, John one fourteen is the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And I always say that, if God uh, thought it important to send his son to be here physically to be among us, then uh, certainly, you know, and, and through that presence provided a connection with him, uh, we as fathers provide connection for our children to their in their relationship with Jesus the Christ through our physical presence. So, so making that uh, resolving to prioritize your physical presence by putting your kids' activities on your calendar, uh, getting home from work at a consistent time, or and, and if, if you do have conflicts or like a CPA, of course, you know, 15th of the month, you're busy as a Dickens or mm-hmm. tax time or whatever, yeah. then just let your kids know you have a potential conflict. You know, just let them know ahead of time versus just not showing up. You know, that. so those are the things. Uh, be careful tips. what you promise knowing that you have those uh, extra uh, deadlines maybe or, or extra times of pressure or when things require a little bit more presence at work. Okay. Exactly. So, but prioritizing that is, is something mm-hmm. that your kids will catch. The, the second one is to uh, resolve to be more engaged emotionally. Uh, you know, again, uh, John is my favorite gospel, of course, because Jesus spends a lot of time talking about his dad. <laughs> so in John 14, it says, you know, if you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And again, Jesus anticipated emotional distractions long before we had 150 cable TV channels and uh, cell phones and internet and everything else. But uh, uh, you know, not to mention the other frustrations and discouragement that we face, you know, just in the noise of the world. But uh, he says, you know, we we our job is to work to eliminate those distractions, uh, you know, especially at the dinner table and uh, and focus on the Holy Spirit to, to be engaged. Uh, and, and accept that counseling that comes through the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, again, ways that this may be a, applied practically, if you're going to be engaged emotionally, is committing to eat dinner together. <laughs> that, you know, the the Center for Alcohol and Substance Abuse for years running has determined that a child that eats dinner just once a week with their family is more than twice as likely to get involved in alcohol and drugs than a child that eats dinner with their family five times a week. So just settling down, turning off the noise, turning off television, sitting down around the dinner table is a tremendous way to begin to emotionally engage as a family and just discuss some of the things that are going on across the day. Another idea is to uh, spend regular one-on-one time with uh, with your bride. You know, uh, date date your bride. You know, remember that the home uh, doesn't rotate around the kids. <laughs> you know, you rotate around your marriage. Uh, the closest thing to our relationship with Jesus the Christ in the flesh here is uh, our relationship in marriage, hmm. and that's the single uh, most significant piece of education, uh, piece of knowledge that we can pass on to our children is how a man healthy, uh, what a healthy relationship looks like between a man and woman in marriage. And, and I know you speak to the whole family, and wives need to be careful that they're not revolved only around the children as well. So it, it goes both ways. 
ways. But men have a tendency more to say, well, that's your job, and sure. I'll go out in the garage and take care of everything else. <laughs> right, okay. right. And that's uh, and, and so it's just – and also remember, it's not just one-on-one time with your bride either. You also want to commit to have one-on-one time with each child, mm-hmm. you know, and that may just be on a monthly basis or whatever the case may be. But, you know, particularly, uh, you know, getting your daughter out on a date, uh, taking your son out for an ice cream. Uh, and, and, of course, as your daughter gets older, it might take a little bit more than McDonald's or uh, Right, Chick-fil-A but it's a date or, with you. It's a time with you. It's a chance for her to just visit with her dad. Okay. Right, and it also teaches her what to expect from a date down the road. Just open the door for her, and you eliminate about 95% of the boys in high school, and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> so the third, uh, so first is uh, prioritizing your physical presence. Resolve to raise the bar for that. Uh, second is to be engaged emotionally uh, to a new level across this year. And then the third, of course, is to lead spiritually by example. And, uh, you know, again, uh, this is in Romans. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he may be the firstborn among many brothers. I think it's Romans uh, 12, 2. It says, don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, uh, you know, that's renewing of your mind is being in the word. Of course, the word is uh, it became flesh in Jesus the Christ. So it has all, everything to do with our relationship with Jesus the Christ. So Christ-likeness is what men are to be conformed to. And to, be, to commit to be more Christ-like tomorrow than today is the journey uh, that will bless your family and, uh, and those in your circles. Right. So. And you have this uh, goal or resolution or effort uh, on the website? Can it you, is. You, uh, if you, go to, uh, you can actually go to our uh, Dad Talk uh, page on FaithfulFathering.org. Click on Dad Talk. And uh, this is the most recent Dad Talk up there. And you can uh, download a PDF of this resolution to print out and uh, sign off, get a witness to sign with you. You'll be, <laughs> be vulnerable and then be accountable. But uh, when you lead spiritually, that's spending your personal time in prayer and scripture daily. It's leading the way to church and uh, leading regular family devotion time. So these are the things that a, uh, a faithful father will do. Prioritize physical presence, be engaged emotionally, and lead spiritually by example. Of course, that's the triune nature of our father, isn't it? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Rick Wirtz, our guest today with FaithfulFathering.org, FaithfulFathering.org, and also as a phone number, we'll give that uh, near the end of the broadcast. If you have a question you'd like to ask uh, Rick, he would certainly welcome your inquiry, 888-777-5422. It's 888-777, then KHCB, which translates to 5422, or 713-520-5200, 713-520-5200. Uh, Dan Wales, our producer, that's our first question. Dan? We have a caller who says that he is now an older father. He has grown children and grandchildren, and he is looking back and recognizes a number of things that were shortcomings in his own child-rearing, uh, things that he could have done better or should have done better. And the question is, what can he do now? He'd, he'd, he'd like to identify these things or is identifying these things, but wants to know what he can do to address this to his son and his grandsons. They're not nearby, so it's it's not like he can easily uh, start meeting with them on a daily basis or anything of that sort. But what can he do to prioritize these things now? That's a very powerful question, and uh, thank you for your candidness. Uh, we all have a, a t- tendency to look back and just see the, the challenges maybe that we didn't step up to or uh, fell short in. And, and uh, first of all, I just want to encourage you that uh, the Lord uh, you know, 
as our journey is mapped out and, and uh, you've done a, a great job with where you're at, with the, the tools that you had at that time, uh, I can confess uh, on my own journey, I, I like to judge Dad. In fact, uh, I wanted to do everything the opposite of what Dad did. And, of course, as we mature, we begin to realize that uh, we're not wearing our dad's shoes, you know. And until we walk in those shoes, uh, we have a hard time uh, really embracing, you know, some of the challenges dad faced. So I'm sure this gentleman did what he could do through the times that he, uh, uh, you know, through his uh, more formative years with his children. And of course, we never get to retire as a father. Uh, so it, it's it's. Uh, the reflection time can be very powerful. The important thing is is not to beat yourself up too much on the journey, but uh, but to realize if there are significant points of which you fell short, then uh, seek forgiveness. You know, and just say, "Hey, son, I I, I gave it uh, the best, but I realize I came up short in this area. Will you forgive me?" Uh, that uh, that can be done by letter. That can be done by uh, you know uh, traveling and and having some one-on-one time or or having a trip together. You know, uh, uh, one dear friend uh, committed to uh, uh, giving a, a son an option to go anywhere he wanted and that they would just have a week together one-on-one away from all the noise. And that gave him a chance to kind of revisit uh, because, you know, we we have our own perspective of dad, as dads on whether we were – uh, effective or not in, in a given uh, window of our children's lives. So until we have commit to that time to have a dialogue with our son and say, what was your perspective on this? You know, and he said, hey, Dad, I'm just thankful for what you did, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that type of thing. So you have an well, opportunity. It's hard to open yourself up for that potential answer. <laughs> well, that's that's exactly right, Barry. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I've changed, uh, you know, and I look at a small group of guys. I used to call them accountability groups. And I'd, I've kind of revisited that, that uh, these are really need to be vulnerability groups. And then you can be accountable for things that, uh, you know, but I, I think the first step as a dad and as, you know, in a, any relationship is that it has to get to the point where it's mature enough where you're vulnerable to share some of the things that you feel that uh, you, some of your weaknesses. Right. But you already feel that, uh, you've, as he said, uh, I, I know I have not done what I could have done or what I should have done. So you already feel kind of vulnerable. You feel certainly that you've uh, fallen short of the the mark. Well, exactly. And, and you know, we're no, none of us are perfect fathers. Uh, and and our, our challenge, of course, and, and then any communication, I would say that uh, instead of, uh, you know, our tendency, of course, is to beat ourselves up. Our, our conviction should be more to understand that, you know, one thing I showed to you is that, uh, you know, life isn't always the way you want it to be. <laughs> but even though I'm not the perfect father, I pray that I always pointed to the perfect father. And if I fell short of that, that's what I want to correct. I want you to know that it's the perfect father that we're leaning on to fill these voids. And uh, and if, if this uh, particular reflection uh, turns up some some voids uh, in a ch- son's life that he filled with the world, you know, if uh, there are some you know, for myself, as as we've discussed, you know, you fill it, uh, you know, everything opposite of dad. I wanted to fill the voids with success and, and financial security and the things we didn't have as, as a kid. And, and those things are of the world. And uh, so I had to uh, seek 
forgiveness for my kids that I got distracted for the first number of years of their lives. And uh, fortunately, the Lord got me back in sync and we were able to invest in a relationship. Now, with that, of course, came some of the things they didn't get to do, uh, but that's okay. And some of the, the worldly, you know, going off on ski trips and what have you just wasn't in our budget. Something we'd love to do, but we just we just couldn't do it. And uh, so those are those things I could have done otherwise, but we wouldn't have had the relationship that we had, uh, you know, in the meantime. Now, again, I'm not suggesting it's one or the other. Folks that are better than me are able to do both. But, uh, uh, but my encouragement to this dad is, uh, number one, is I applaud his sensitivity to his continued role as a father. Because uh, when, when God tells us he's the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he's a generational father. And that's one of the things that's lacking in our churches and in society is the generational connections uh, that, that we have to maintain. We have to invest in this next generation uh, by, uh, you know, I get a lot of guys saying, man, these, these, these kids with these tattoos, what is that all about? I say, well, why don't you ask them? You know, and I, you know, I've started that as a habit at a restaurant. Or I, uh, I said, "Tell me about your tattoo," and and the stories behind the 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 ideas and the the love and the and the the motivation behind these sometimes really open up a dialogue that we wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, it's a lot easier Rather to than judge someone. In judgment. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it, it's a lot easier to, to criticize or to. Well, after be I judgment. hear them, can I still judge them then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you hear them, you will be blown away by the depth and the uh, and sometimes the the emotion, uh, the hurt, uh, and or the love and the relationships that were uh, stimulating this type of why activity, they, uh-huh. why they would uh, thought body art was important. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it is important that we not judge for sure. We, our job is to love, right? Uh, but uh, so anyway, that's uh, I, I applaud this dad for his. So, uh, so as you do with a younger child, you said date night, whatever. You're saying that as an adult child, you can still call him up and say, hey, any chance we could have lunch, dinner, uh, weekend. I guess part of the thing would be just to express there's no agenda. I just wanted to get together with you. Exactly. And I, that's some of the favorite, you know, that's the state of fathering we're both in right now. And that's mm-hmm. some of the most satisfying fathering moments I have. Uh, I mean, you know, what because your thing, children are adults. They're, right. they're, our children are adults as yours are. And, uh, you know, I... We, we have a study coming up in a, in a few weeks at Memorial Drive a Presbyterian Church. It starts on a Tuesday morning on February 12th. It's called Seasons of Fathering. And uh, I think it's important. As the seasons in general, just a, a broad, uh, uh, broad overview, uh, you know, the first 10 years of life we spend teaching our children. And they, they pretty well trust everything we say. They don't question it. They fall in line and, and they buy it. The second 10 years, they start to be under the influence of outside forces. And uh, if we try to teach too hard there while they're learning how to navigate through the worldly noise, uh, we can push them away. So I say we move into a coaching cycle that says, now I'm going to explain you why, explain why I taught you the way I did the first 10 years, because it's to help you through this time. Now, as a coach, you always have time, you know, you have the option to call time out and go in and change the play. I mean, if there's dangerous situations for your kids, you can do that. But then the, the third season and the third 20, uh, third 10 year, you know, 20 plus, uh, I call counseling. And uh, that's, again, if you try to coach too much, once a child is in college or beyond college, again, you can push them away. But the idea of calling them up and saying, hey, can we go out and have a lunch or can we have a weekend together or, or whatever the case may be, uh, 
that would open the door for them to ask questions. The idea isn't, uh, and in this particular case, dad is simply asking to say, uh, hey, uh, you know, I, I wasn't the perfect dad, but I do want to, want you to know I want a relationship with you and uh, I'm still continue to pray for you every day and, you know, that type of thing. Hmm. Then uh, you have the opportunity to continue to counsel. So, you know, I routinely uh, will uh, ask my daughter or my son and we'll go out to lunch, you know, whenever they're in town or whatever opportunity or I'll go visit. We'll make sure we have that one-on-one time to just dialogue, see what's happening in life and how can I be praying for you, you know, that type of thing. Okay. Uh, you said uh, coaching, counseling. What was the first season of life? Teaching. Teaching. So we have teaching, which transcends or transfers to coaching, and then finally to the counseling on the 10 years, 1 through 10, 10 through 20, and then 20, 20 plus. plus. And, yeah. and, of course, within those, Bruce, you know, uh, we, we you know, the first several years, right? you know, we're teaching a child to walk and talk, you know, and so you're, you're teaching and then you're coaching as they fall over and then you're counseling that they right. don't but you're walk off to the up, park. You know, where maybe the coaching part <laughs> right. is you're kind of letting them take a few bruises because right. they need to learn more. And then, and then, then of course, the next 15 years, we're telling them, sit down, be quiet. But, right. uh, <laughs> but then, you know, 10 years, we're yeah. uh, teaching them to drive, you yeah. know. And uh, so you're teaching and then you're coaching through uh, uh, the county roads, the city roads, and then, you know, the highways. And then uh, and then you counsel as they may get a ticket or they mm-hmm. may, you know, have a fender bender. Now, you have a daughter that lives out of state. Uh, I think your son's still in the state. But this uh, father says, you know, I, I, I feel bad because my kids are not close. Uh, can distance uh, – I, I guess my – my emphasis is don't let distance stop you from making contact or – Especially today. With a um, phone call. with a, Sure. You got FaceTime. You got uh, you know, uh, Skyping. Uh, you've got texting. Uh, you and, know, the old and, and the old-fashioned. And the old-fashioned call. Yeah. That, uh, I did have a dad tell his daughter, said, hang up that phone. And she looked at him like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is a generation that's never hung up a phone. Right. You know, on a, on a, you know, on a, oh, <laughs> I get you. Yeah, not not disconnect, but actually <laughs> hang up. Actually, hang yeah. up, physically hang right. up a phone. Yeah. But but I think uh, you know, like uh, I text my daughter uh, every morning with a prayer and uh, just let her know I'm praying for. Her. Uh, same with the son to just just uh, make those contacts and just stay in. So touch. get into a habit where you where he and you can contact uh, or know that. Oh, yeah, it's Tuesday at such and such. I'm going to have to call him or, you know, I need to call him. And right. uh, I, I do appreciate that. Well, my dad is that weekly he would uh, check in with me. And, and if we were busy, we would, you know, say, hey, can I call you back later? We're, you know, heading to something. And so he was amenable to that. But it was also nice to know that regularly he wanted to check in with us. Exactly. And, and it doesn't have to be a religious uh, deal. It can be whatever, however you're prompted. It just happens that my habit is what do you mean, uh, religious? religious, meaning it, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, uh at two o'clock every Monday, ah, you know, not religious ah, activity, okay. meaning it doesn't have to be a regiment uh, to what they expect from you. Because yeah, uh, you want to talk about the Lord, right? Hopefully, in that kind absolutely okay. spiritual. Yes, religious is where I just I got you. Know, that, that. So, uh, but the the uh, uh, I think the the important thing again is to to just be present in their lives, however that mm-hmm. may look. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if and your a letter grandson is, a is out of town, then call him once a week. Absolutely, make sure that you have time with them and find out about his dad, make him look forward to the fact that grandpa's calling me. Yeah, and it, it, it isn't meant to be intrusive. It's just meant to be engaging. 
and uh, and give them the opportunity to engage because mm-hmm. I, you know, I know the older gen, the younger generation seeks that counsel from the hard knocks. Uh, you know, Google tends to think that we're not necessary anymore because they can find just about anything on Google, how to rebuild a carburetor, to uh, you know, wiring your house or whatever. But dads are still important, <laughs> and a lot of it is that emotional engagement, even that spiritual leadership, as well as our presence uh, is is uh, at whatever age. Uh, is is always very important. Vital issues on the Christian home on KHCB. We're talking with Rick Wirtz of Faithful Fathering Ministry. It's faithfulfathering.org is his website, and he has all kinds of helps there. And uh, one of the helps that uh, he has worked with is a number of churches, and uh, these are programs that he can, uh, that through some guidance or even through his own presence, can help implement in your church. He has one coming up in Houston uh, at uh, Memorial Drive Presbytery. Memorial Drive Memorial, Presbytery. Memorial church, Drive, February and it's a 12th. four-week series uh, called so it's called Seasons of Fathering. Seasons. We actually call it March Dadness as the marketing oh. attempt. So being a Jayhawk, I had to play on March Madness. March so it's a Dadness. March okay. Dadness. That's, and uh, it's uh, refer- called... referring to college basketball. Okay. Uh, four weeks, February 12th. What uh, What do you expect in those four weeks? It's uh, 6.30 to 7.45 in the morning. And uh, what you'll have is a uh, concise 30-minute uh, uh, talk from a dad uh, on uh, the respective season. Uh, so a small group discussion to process it and then to begin to develop your own game plan with wherever you're at in uh, your season of fathering, whether it's an immediate family member that you'll have an impact over or uh, a young man in your church whose dad isn't alive or isn't around. You know, those are the opportunities we try to open up as spiritual fathers to uh, stay engaged and and utilize some of the uh, expertise and some of the school of hard knocks that uh, we've all incurred uh, Mm. to pass on to the next generation. Mm. And uh, is this just at that church, or can you can another church do this, and how would you do it? Well, that's, of course, what we do as a ministry. Uh, it just happens that we're engaged. Uh, Memorial Drive has been a dear partner in our ministry for uh, a dozen-plus years, and uh, I just uh, love everything they're doing, and, and this happens to be at, at Memorial Drive Press. I certainly do a lot of other studies and can uh, be engaged by any church to uh, begin to build a core group of dads for the ministry and or do a particular program. Uh, we do have things of available on our website, Dads Becoming Heroes and Dads Armor, that are available on the Educate page, that uh, churches can begin small groups of fathers that way. Okay. Faithfulfathering.org is his website. Faithfulfathering, it's all one word, and .org. Rick Wirtz, our guest today on KHCB. Let's go back to Dan Wales for another question. How can a father help to build diligence into a son? The son is tween age, not quite teenage. Uh, but in terms of building godly character, uh, the fathers observed a poor focus, a, a laziness regarding schoolwork or things that require constant attention over a period of time. So how can he help to build diligence instead of laziness or instead of lack of focus into the sun? Well, sometimes that's, that's a uh, number one, again, uh, the sensitivity to see what's going on with your kids is a huge deal. Okay. Uh, too many times we just close the door and ignore uh, so I, I tip my cap to the dad's uh, awareness of, of the situation. The, the, sometimes it requires a hard look on what's going on in the home that's promoting uh, this. Is it uh, accessibility to the Internet at any hour, any time of the day? Uh, are, there, are there controls in place that uh, facilitate a family time? You know, I've, I think <clears throat> one of the neatest things I've seen with the technology of, uh, dad implemented years ago was that uh, he had a central docking station at 7 o'clock at night or at dinner time, whenever that was, 
all phones, all all uh, electronic devices are shut down or at the central docking station downstairs. Period. Unless it had to do with homework, uh, then that was that was okay. But otherwise, there was nothing else going on at that time. So it was family time. It was discussion time. It was you know uh, family puzzle, reading, doing a devotion, you know that type of thing. But dinner was held, and then they got on with their homework or whatever the case may be. Uh, so the question there is, uh, are there any controls that could be instituted to help with that? <clears throat> the other thing is to uh, be sensitive to what your uh, son's interests are and uh, get interested in what those are. Uh, if, uh, uh, if it's sports, that tends to be our forte as dad, sports and outdoor activities, then uh, that's something to, to get involved with. But it ha- if it happens to be musical theater or singing, then uh, get involved with that and find out what's going on in, uh, in the community along those lines and, and be supportive of uh, the unique giftedness that your, that your child has. Uh, that's one of our biggest jobs as dads is to help a kid identify. You know, I always say every child ought to learn how to. Sw- you got to learn how to swim. So a, a swimming season is important for a young child. That teaches dad patience. If you can make it through a swimming season, <laughs> you've done it. <laughs> and the second, of course, is your sport, Bruce, is soccer. You know, have at least a couple of seasons of soccer that uh, will set a kid's cardiovascular up for life. You know, but beyond that, if the if nothing takes hold, you know, baseball, uh, any of the others, basketball, any of the other sports, lacrosse. Then find out what their bent is, and uh, they may make models. They make whatever the activity is. Maybe Legos, maybe models. Uh, it may be uh, uh, video games. But the key is just as it would be with baseball or anything else is don't go to the excess. Don't okay. go to the excess. But All be right. sensitive and and affirm your child in that uh, uniqueness. All right, we need to pause for just a second here. Actually, for sixty seconds, as we give a station identification across the network. Rick Wurtzik, our guest today on vital issues in the Christian home. We'll be right back. Vital Issues in the Christian Home on the Air and Christian Radio, KHCB. Our special guest today is Rick Wirtz of FaithfulFathering.org. That is his website. Our phone number is 888-777-KHCB, 888-777-5422, or 713-520-5200 for cell phone connections, 713-520-5200. And uh, you, 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 we won't hang up on you. Right? As I just said, hang up the phone. They didn't know what you were talking about. That's, uh, that's interesting. I, I go back to the days when uh, children didn't know what a rotary phone, you know, how do you use this phone? You know, you had the, the rotary dial, went to push button, and, of course, now we're just miles from that. The uh, rural well. party lines. Yeah, that's, oh, boy. Yeah, that does go back. Back right. uh, for this, Dad, I do want to follow up on And we should gentleman. rehearse what the question was. If you just joined us, we're taking questions. Rick Wirtz is with FaithfulFathering.org. Rick Wirtz, W-E-R-T-Z, Rick Wirtz of FaithfulFathering.org. Uh, that's his website, and he has a number of helps for churches and for ministries, small groups, whatever you would like to do. He would be happy to walk alongside your church or uh, give him a call, and maybe it's a— it's a small group that you put together from work or, or wherever. That's not the point of where. It's more a point of what. Uh, we had a question called in, how can a father build diligence into his son? Son's getting near the teenage years and apparently battling some of that follow-through that I know um, all young people, not just boys but girls, uh, are battling. Um, you said, well, what about the controls? Uh, is he able to get away with things that maybe need to be um, reined in a bit, okay. Right. Some of those controls can also be used uh, specific for if there's specific things like homework that not, are not getting done, then those controls can be tightened up and uh, and or loosened as they go on. I, uh, my bride's popular uh, phrase was always pick your battles. Uh, so you don't want a, everything to be a control issue, but uh, if there are a couple of key areas 
then I would encourage that uh, you utilize those controls as far as time on video games, uh, time, you know, what's, uh, what's making him click, then uh, those are the areas that you can start to, uh, uh, to influence and, and say, you know, hey, when we see your homework or your grades turn around a little bit, then we'll, we'll relax the hours that you can be, have your phone or you can have a data plan possibly, you know, and the teen, it doesn't say, it says teen years. So, you know, right. my, my, my point uh, for teenagers is that boys or girls shouldn't have data plans until they're 15, 16 years old because it's just too much, too much distraction. There's uh, predators out there. I mean, the, the whole idea, the, the pornography industry is absolutely uh, focused in on capturing these these young kids. Uh, the average day, and, and if you don't think your son's been, I'm, I'm sure he has been at this age, uh, you know, the average first uh, time exposure to pornography these days is about nine years old. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you're at this age, there's a lot of other things, of course, that can uh, begin to distract a young man in particular. So uh, my encouragement is to... Uh, Visit what's what's going on uh, with the uh, electronic devices in the home, and uh, and then if there's a way to leverage those to uh, to stimulate uh, the diligence to wrap up his homework, wrap up other things, then uh, and then begin to uh, uh, apply it to you know uh, I don't know, uh, you know we we actually pulled an old 1957 uh, F250 out of a barn, and, and so we started doing work like uh, rebuilding brakes, uh, rebuilding carburetors. We, we my, my son and I, okay. when he was 14, 15. So, you know, to find something like that. And how that you did you can, keep him interested in the project? Because a 14 or 15-year-old loses interest pretty quick on any well, project. Well, an old truck and wheels has a lot to do with it, uh, you know, before perfume starts uh, creeping in. But, uh, you know, and so that was something that worked for us. I, okay. That doesn't mean that it, that's necessarily the fix for you, for, for this dad. But it may be, may be a bicycle, maybe a, a, a motorcycle. I, I would, I would not, I'm not personally a fan of motorcycles, but uh, it may some other kind of project that you be maybe it's woodworking, uh, maybe it's uh, rebuilding a field or, or something. Uh, you know, the, the, whatever kind of I would encourage it to be a physical activity that you guys can engage in together. So uh, and and those would always be uh, so, rewards. Uh, science for, project, whatever. Sure. You know, putting puzzles together. Yeah, and okay. if if there's some specifics uh, he would like to talk about, uh, my line is always open at two eight one four nine one three two three seven to just bounce out. If he's looking for a sounding board, I'd always welcome that chance because uh, you know that's what groups of dads do for each other. You know, just hey, be a sounding board of what works, what hasn't worked, and what are the specifics behind this. Uh, but in general, uh, identify what uh, what's distracting your kids and uh, and implement controls to uh, uh, to keep the leverage. You're the parent. Mm, yeah, this is part of what uh, Solomon had is in his mind of training up a child in the way he should go. It's the idea of uh, understanding uh, his bent, his uh, interests, his distractions, whatever. It's 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 learning about our children and not just assuming they're going to be exactly like us. But again, the, the sensitivity to the dad. I mean, so many dads say, "Well, he just needs to get in with his friends and do his own thing." Well. This is not the time to back out. This is the time to engage. And it doesn't mean to engage in an intrusive way, but to stay engaged with who your son is and make sure he knows whose he is. Okay. Vital Issues in the Christian Home, 888-777-5422 or 713-520-5200. Dan, let's go back to you. We have an aunt who's called in about her nephew who is nine years old and has autism. Uh, He is verbal, but uh, has difficulty with a number of things and has had to have quite a bit of therapy. And so the question is, how can the father help bring this child 
to salvation first, and then subsequently to something that might be pretty intimidating, like baptism for this child? Well, the autism has so many uh, facets, and it's such a obviously a complicated disease. Uh, first of all, uh, the father doesn't bring him to him. Uh, the father exposes; the Holy Spirit will bring him to uh, to the Lord, and uh, and so I would just allow that process to uh, to take place uh, in in God's timing. Uh, you can't force anything, and certainly, uh, you know whether it uh, leads to uh, full-blown baptism and acceptance of uh, the Lord in his life. Then that just depends on the degree and uh, the influence this disease is having on him. Uh, without the specifics, I know you know Asperger's is one that uh, is very functional, and uh, you know there's various degrees. And I'm certainly out of my uh, area of expertise to uh, be able to, with with the vagueness here, to uh, to uh, address you know whatever level, uh, whatever uh, dimension of the autism is involved here. But my encouragement is always, as with any child, is to be patient. Uh, certainly uh, provide the environment that is a loving, uh, Christ-centered environment, and. Uh, uh, and then the Lord will open the doors as uh, they begin to ask questions and uh, and maybe show inclinations in whatever way uh, he can to, uh, to, f- to further interest in his personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much does an aunt uh, try to get involved as far as uh, advice to the dad? I, number one, of course, is always prayer. Yeah, if it's their nephew, <laughs> then I guess it would be a brother-in-law or a sister. A brother, brother yeah. or brother-in-law. Brother, brother-in-law. And I, I just say, uh, you know, uh, ask if, uh, you know, maybe do some research. Ask the dad if there's anything that uh, she can specifically be praying about and uh, and how she could interact, that she's, she uh, may or, you know, to whatever degree. Obviously, her heart is uh, for the child, uh, salvation. And uh, and so I would encourage her to uh, dialogue with the dad, with the brother, brother-in-law, and uh, see how she can be of help. But uh, the main thing is to always be praying diligently mm. and uh, lift this young man up that uh, his heart would be softened and uh, the Lord would do a work in him. Okay. All right. And I guess you can encourage your brother or brother-in-law and say, I am praying for you. Uh, it's certainly nice to know you have people on your side and certainly uh, nice to know that they're actually caring enough to, to take time to, to pray for you. So, um Again, dad exposes or brings them to the Lord, but it's the Holy Spirit that actually works the work of grace in the life, and so we need to pray for that. And then secondly, I encourage the dad to be patient. So the environment of love and of scriptures is a key, and it's something that can be provided even at this age. Yeah, that, uh, the unconditional love obviously is what will be contagious, and uh, that's uh, critical in every home. And uh, uh, certainly, an autistic uh, home even is, as is an one aunt. under pressure. <clears throat> even as an aunt, uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Make sure, <clears throat> make sure your nephew knows that you uh, think the world of him and uh, certainly love him. All right, vital issues in the Christian home on the air. Let's go back to Dan for another question. Eight 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 seven 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 five four two two. If you want to add a question to the docket, eight 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 seven 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 KHCB or seven one three five two zero fifty two hundred. We have a caller who says that uh, she is a single mom with a 17-year-old son who is going to go off to college. Uh, She says that uh, she often gives him counsel, and he usually says either you don't understand or it's a guy thing, and she's wondering how to talk to him in a way so that he will be receptive to this uh, counsel that she's seeking to give him. What she really wants more than anything is for him 
particularly since he'll be leaving the house and, and living elsewhere when he goes away to college. She wants him to pick godly friends and to be successful. Well, again, uh, to, my cap goes off to every single mom out there, and uh, it's a tough deal. My encouragement is always to uh, focus in on being the best mom you can be. You can't be dad. But uh, just as I encourage uh, dads to date daughters, I encourage mom to date her son. And uh, do not tolerate, do not go into that restaurant until he opens the door for you. Let him, uh, uh, let, him uh, let the, the uh, hostess know that, uh, that they need a seat for two. <laughs> you know, let him lead, teach him how to lead, and uh, let him know how a godly woman responds uh, to that type of leadership. Uh, so those are some things that mom could do to let him know what's expected, uh, what his what young ladies should expect of him. Yeah, well, it's going to be very embarrassing when mom sits there and waits for him to go open the door and say, cause she, she can say, now come open the door for me. It's like, mom, I don't, you know, I'm, you know. So don't be surprised if you've got to. That's right. And be ready to go back to the car <laughs> if, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't follow through. I mean, the, oh. and it, it'll be a process. I mean, sure. obviously, you may but, not expect everything tomorrow, but okay, exactly. It's and a training, and, it's a coaching, and, and that's also a message to dads. You know, my uh, dear friend and board member Norman Faced has always uh, implemented the idea that uh, you know men need to take the lead, and uh, women love a spiritual leader. But it, there's also other facets in life that uh, men should should step into now. Obviously, some women don't like doors open for them, and that's fine. But uh, but for the most part, they're looking for someone to uh, to be the spiritual leader and to be a leader in their in the home and in life. So, uh, my encouragement yeah, to this mom is—it's all is, about being treated right, isn't it? Absolutely. Before it's unconditional love. Exactly. And how exactly. is that exhibited? Okay. The other thing I would encourage mom is to, you know, if there's a father figure, an uncle, uh, a church spiritual father in the church that uh, can engage this young man. Uh, that would uh, periodically check in on him in college. Uh, you know, this is, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Chapman that wrote the book on sticky faith. And the idea there was to have uh, church members that uh, love your kids as you love them. And uh, maybe they're willing to talk to someone else, uh, particularly as a single parent. Maybe there's another a man in the church that they would be willing to talk to about some of the challenges they're facing. And uh, so... I mean, she's exactly, he's exactly right. Mom doesn't understand the guy things and what have you. And that's just not natural for mom to have to understand those things. Uh, so how does mom respond? Uh, you know, because that puts her off, says you don't understand. She may. She may really understand or may have had an experience in her own life that says, look, it may not be exactly like you do, but I know what you're going through. Well, she knows the perspective from her side. Sure. And, and, uh, and she knows that, that girls can be hurt uh, and that uh, it's all about respect. And, and I, I suspect that being that she's listening and calling here, that, that she has conveyed that to her son. Her, her challenge is to have a comfort factor that her son will carry that on away from the home. And uh, that's why my mother's prayer life doubled when I left home. <laughs> you know, again, that's, uh, that's uh, keeping your son wrapped in prayer. That's the only reason I'm here, Bruce, is because my mother continued to pray uh, over the years uh, in the valleys that I was in. Uh, so uh, 
it's a mother's prayer uh, and a, a parent's prayer is uh, uh, just a tremendous resource and a powerful influence in a child's life. And uh, at the end of the day, there are going to be hard knocks. There are going to be things that we wish we could protect our kids from. But uh, the seeds have been planted, and uh, and I just I think uh, dating her son at this juncture, giving him that opportunity, uh, is uh, is a pretty significant step uh, from that standpoint. Now, the question then, of course, is a 17 year old want to go out with mom? Well, <clears throat> as <laughs> as uh, with daughters, uh, sometimes you have to up the ante a little bit and go to a nicer restaurant, or maybe not go to a popular place where your friends might be seen, or you know those type. You may have to change the venue a little bit. But uh, but I guarantee you in deference to him or to yourself in deference to him, Mm. because, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's that age of being with mom isn't the cool thing, of course. Uh, But respecting your mom when she wants a date uh, is 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 something I'm sure that he would respond to. Uh, and of course, mom probably still picks up the ticket, and that's uh, that's just the way it is. So, but uh, so do you hand him the credit card and give him the experience of being the the, the payee? That's, uh, that's certainly a, an option, and you do whatever okay. you're able to do. Or uh, again, if you have that spiritual father that could, you know, uh, give the young man a, a, a twenty or a fifty or whatever the case may be, and say, "Hey, go buy your mom dinner," uh, that would be a, a, a even a more powerful step. Mm. So, uh, but but the the intent there is, is is as I'm sure she's done day in day out is to convey the significance of, uh, of respect for the opposite sex, mm. and, uh, and that's what he's looking for. All right. Now, you mentioned uh, when you go through seasons of fathering that uh, ages 10 through 20, uh, you step from the teaching to a coaching. Uh, what about seasons for a mothering? Same thing. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, so, this, this is the, you know. So she can't tell him this is what you need to do. This is what would work better. How do you coach? She's coaching. She's coaching to okay. say that, you know, hey, you know, I'm coaching you to, uh, uh, you know, I know we, you've seen people open the door for others and what have you. Now here's a coaching step to teach you that you need to open the door for a young lady when you're taking her out on a date. Uh, but this this is a, this fair warning that this is the stage, this is one of the toughest stages for me as a dad, and, and it's even harder for single moms is to let go of their sons. Uh, because that's just the, that's a critical stage. We raise them to so they'll go off on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, that's I tip my cap to my mother because uh, here she was a single mom as well, and I was in my teens, and uh, she let me go to uh, be under the influence of a brother-in-law as a father figure and an uncle, and she realized that at that juncture in my life, I needed more fathering than mothering. But for her, looking back and the pain that she went to to let go of the only man left in her life, which was me was a tough, tough decision, mm. but it was certainly one that prepared me for life. <clears throat> and and uh, this mom at 17, it's just understanding that you are going to have to let go. That doesn't mean that uh, that he's leaving, you know, uh, uh, emotionally or spiritually. It's just that physically he's going to ha- go and he's going to have some experiences and, and be maturing as a young man. And uh, mom's role decreases just as any parent's role decreases during this time. And it's how we structure the letting go uh, while being, while doing the coaching we need to do and moving into the counseling that we need to be available for uh, is is the art of parenting, really, at the end of the day. Okay. Uh, vital Issues in the Christian Home, 17 minutes after the hour. And uh, we want to just mention to our sulfur listeners in Oklahoma, our engineering staff is on uh, on the campus there, I guess you'd say, there at the transmitter site. They're going to switch off the station for a few moments due to some electrical issues they're working through. So we apologize. We'll be off the air for a little while, but uh, hopefully they'll be back. 
back on as soon as they can, uh, trace everything down and get it all fixed up. So appreciate the heads up from our engineers. If you have a question for Rick, we could maybe squeeze it in before our broadcast ends. 888-777-5422, 888-777-KHCB, or 713-520-5200, 713-520-5200. Uh, before we go to the question, I want to make sure that we get to some of the helps that you offer uh, churches, small groups. So we mentioned uh, the March Dadness and anticipation of the attention of our society on college f- basketball in the month of March. Uh, you're trying to get dads, uh, I think it's a four-week series. You call it really Seasons of Fathering. And you teach uh, in that four-week series how to teach, how to coach, and then how to counsel. It's a graduating uh, program for what dads should be. When they're young, you're this. When you're older, you're this. And then when they move out of the house, you're that. Um, what else do you offer? Well, we offer the uh, Dads Becoming Heroes is another study that's available on our website. It's simply the uh, looking at ways that uh, practical application, again, of Scripture. I think that's, that's really what the ministry is about, is coming alongside the church and giving men uh, the opportunity to learn practical application of scripture so we everything we right, do give me is, an example I, you know, uh, I understand like that consistency you know one of, the, one of the dads becoming heroes is being involved being consistent being aware of your child's world uh you know being nurturing you know and and in so what is that like make sure so, i show up for the teacher parent uh, for uh, for teacher for, parent conference exactly you know that uh, when i didn't make a, i didn't make job. a parent teacher i didn't make a parent teacher conference through my daughter's fourth grade year uh because i was off busy i didn't think that was important uh, it is important to know your child's teachers, to uh, to open that as avenue. As a dad. As a dad, to uh, okay. to be open for that communication, uh, to make the events as you can. But consistency in Scripture, of course, is our Heavenly Father is always there. His consistent presence and his accessibility is, mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. Lo, uh, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, right. I am with you always. Okay. And then nurturing is uh, learning the, both the, the art of hugging. You know, children need uh, eight to ten touches a day for good emotional health. So nurturing is a piece of, uh, of of the fathering. Now, nurturing is both the affection and the discipline. So, what's the appropriate discipline for the child? So, one of in Dad's Coming Heroes, in the in the nurturing side, is to pray through and work through as parents. What is the appropriate discipline for our children? And they get on the same page. They uh, put a plan together so that uh, when discipline is necessary, there's no emotion in the deal. You know, I, you know, I, may not, I know you're, you're better than I, Bruce, but you know, there were times when I uh, got angry in my disciplinary action. And I had to take well, a knee. that never <laughs> happened to me. Oh, no, it never yeah. <laughs> But I had to take a knee and ask my son forgiveness that uh, that I had crossed the line. I had lost discipline in my own disciplinary action, so the discipline had to shut down. And that comes because you've been raised one way. Your wife may have been raised a different way, and so that's why we need to be on the same page or at least visit with the subject. That's what discussion. I call the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, the, the, every marriage, every couple uh, it has to sit down and discuss you know, what was good about their home growing up, what was bad. Uh, you know, the good would be eating dinner together, maybe praying together. Uh, uh, bad might be uh, anger in the home. Uh, the ugly might be some addiction or abuse in the home. You know, so you want to embrace the good, build on it, uh, learn from the bad, and rebuke the ugly. And as a couple, I mean, that's what Genesis is all about, is we leave our mother and father and unite and become one. And that means that we're no longer dependent uh, on our mother and father physically, emotionally, or spiritually. We're building our own home 
uh, you know, cleaving as husband to wife, wife to husband to uh, build the home. So that's that's one of the dimensions of dads becoming heroes. Dad's armor is another study we do that uh, uh, creates uh, lets dads reflect on their the the way they were fathered. And uh, you know, as I've said many times, we tend to father as we were fathered, or we go the opposite direction. Neither of which may be healthy unless we calibrate it to the Word of God, and that's what Dad's armor is about: is to uh, uh, begin to process that. and And both of these studies are actually accessible on the website, uh, on the Educate page. You can uh, download a PDF, and you can even watch a video uh, of my mug teaching it uh, if you want to. So, uh, uh, but but you know, the whole idea is that you start to begin to to build like minds uh, in small groups in in the church, and then uh, as a core group, you know. Take responsibility individually to raise the bar for fathering, but then also corporately in the church, because as the church's light begins to shine as fa- on the fathering front, then you start to reach beyond the steeple. And uh, that's, I'm convinced that the catalyst for change in our society is going to be through the church. And uh, we have to be different than society. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, unfortunately, most of your statistics in the church reflect society. When it comes to high school, dropout, drugs, divorce. Uh, so we have to raise the bar uh, ourselves. And I think we have to say that it's it's the church that follows God's word. You know, it's not – your focus is not just becoming another program in the church. There are tons of programs, but the focus is on God's word, which can be part of the program or which should be the central part of the program. And I think that's the difference with what you are seeking to do and then maybe just – having a, another gathering, another get-together. Exactly, Bruce. I mean, that's the first words I'll always say anytime I have a chance to present to the church or anywhere is that, uh, you know, I'm not here to give you Wurtz's uh, uh, perspective on fathering. I'm here to bring the Word alive around uh, what our Heavenly Father does and says. Uh, so, and I ask men to hold me accountable to that. I'm, I'm vulnerable from the get-go that uh, I'm not perfect, and uh, all you have to do is ask my kids and, or my bride. And uh, but but they do know that I've always pointed to the perfect father. And uh, as I challenge dads with this new year resolution is, you know, our challenge and our our resolve has to be that we're better today than yesterday, closer to Christ tomorrow than we are today. And so if we can start that journey, then we have the opportunity to absolutely uh, turn this world right side up. Okay. All right. The vital issues in the Christian home. Faithfulfathering.org is Rick's website, or the ministry's website, we should say. Faithfulfathering.org. Dads becoming heroes in the eyes of their children. And what is a hero? Well, it's one who uh, takes time to be with their child, uh, to be engaged with their child, and to lead spiritually uh, by example uh, with their child. Uh, He has a number of items available on his website, also has some special events. I know that uh, over the years you've done things such as uh, retreats. Uh, You encourage weeks away. In other words, take a week with your child and go on a special uh, camp out or something like that. Yeah, a couple things off the top of my head. We do have, uh, you know, Sagemont Church is another one of our partner churches on the south side of Houston. If you're in the Houston area, there will be an overnight at the cross. They have a 174-foot cross uh, in front of, uh, between the Beltway in their church there on the south side of Houston. And uh, it's an opportunity to have an overnight, uh, just a lot of fun. We'll build some bottle rockets, we'll launch, we'll have some s'mores, and we'll have a time of devotion. But that's one of the fun activities that we have. <laughs> and and what's, what's the goal in that as far as? The goal is to engage. Uh, to, the fun activities in a church are really to remind dads how important they are. 
you know, we uh, we just try to have an easy to engage activity so to remind dads, a, 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 mom, a dad and a son, dad and and kids, okay. uh, as, uh, and and uh, we we do bring have a place to bring whatever. your own tent, okay. and, uh, and we'll provide the materials and other things that you need. But uh, bringing a tent, there will be bouncy houses out there and what have you. But that's one activity that uh, kind of opens the door for what's going on. And, for and I fathers. share that not so much to promote the one event, but rather to give churches a little example of uh, what. Uh, our available, what the, the activities are that can maybe spur something that uh, if your church is in Oklahoma or in Arkansas or wherever, uh, this is not something that is only available in the um, southeast Texas area. And that's also the um, uh, the idea that we have for uh, for retreats. You know, one of the one of the Big steps as a core group of dads matures in a church that uh, has some of those fun activities, has some studies for dads. The, the Another step is to create a weekend event, like a father-daughter or father-son event. And I, I facilitate those or I can help the church facilitate those. But that's an opportunity to raise, uh, again, move to a new level of relationship uh, away as a father-daughter, as a father-son. And then finally, we do have the more extended trips in the summer. We have a, uh, a couple of longer uh, father-daughter hiking trip in uh, southern Colorado. Uh, again, these are on our website on the Connect page. Uh, but the father-daughter hiking trip uh, is uh, primarily day hikes. You know, girls tend to like running water at night, so we do day hikes with only one overnight. The sons, we push a little bit harder. Uh, we, uh, uh, the father-daughter, by the way, is for daughters 13 through college. Uh, it's really a, a beautiful opportunity to get into the wilderness and enjoy some uh, beautiful one-on-one time with your daughter, uh, mm-hmm. away from all the noise for an extended period of time. And it's always focusing on that one-on-one relationship. How do you get your church involved? How do you get? How do? You, how does someone listening right now encourage their pastor to come up with something like this? So what have you seen work? In, uh, I'm always known. Yeah, I'm always willing to come into the church and put a little breakfast on for a group of dads and the pastor, and uh, we can uh, just share what faithful fathering is all about and uh, open the door for that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> the other activity on the summer is a father-son backpacking trip where we hit the trail for five days. And uh, that's uh, uh, every night we have a Bible study around the campfire and just have a, a tremendous time of, uh, again, uh, real uh, deeper discussions than typically happen on your day-to-day activities here. And uh, and then there's uh, also a men, young men's uh, camping trip that is called High Country Adventure in Central Colorado, where we have the opportunity to uh, partner with several churches and take uh, 20, 25 men and young men that uh, really uh, spend evenings uh, Bible studies, but we also do some, uh, we'll do uh, Decalibron, which is four, four 14,000-foot peaks in one day, uh, day hike uh, for these uh, for these dads and sons, or, or even men and young men. They have several young Bring men. Bring their own oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, so anyway, there's there's a there's a lot going on and enjoying uh, 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 the opportunity to move to a new level of relationship between fathers and uh, and young men. All right, we're going to wrap up here real quickly, but Dan has a quick uh, thought before we go. Yes, we have a caller who uh, simply wanted to interject that it is so appropriate and good to give the ironic benediction to your children as you are seeking to raise them and lead them in a godly fashion. Okay. Amen. Uh, Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you from Numbers uh, 6, 24 through 26. Well, this year, uh, Rick is encouraging dads to prioritize your physical presence in the home with the family. Be engaged emotionally with your wife and children. 
and then lead spiritually by example. Those are some of the uh, capstones of uh, the ministry, Faithful Fathering. If you'd like more information about the ministry, faithfulfathering.org is the website. He has all kinds of helps, including even some teaching and some uh, small group studies. Or you can call, if you'd like to visit with them, 281 491. Uh, it's the word dads, D A D S, or that's 3237. 281 491 3237. Always a joy to have you, Rick. Thanks for being here, part of KCB. Thank you, Bruce, and just keep giving him heaven. Amen. Well, appreciate you and all the activities you have for faithfulfathering.org.